episode 62. Did you have to look at your phone to find that? No. Oh. I was trying to see who messaged me on Facebook. That was Shelby. She oh, sends okay. me 7,000 videos a day. Love you, Shelby. She's been listening to our podcast. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Shelby. She uh, told me that my voice sounds a lot different. It does. Yeah. yeah. It does. Um, anyway, welcome to back to the episode of 62 of Honey Thoughts and Bubbly Goods Podcast. I am Ashley here with Amanda. Yo. And we are ready for another wonderful episode. Something like that. We think it's wonderful anyway. We love it. No one today, unfortunately. No. I, I could bust it out if we needed it. I don't really need it. Oh my. I'm enjoying my cherry pomegranate water. Oh, hey, I have a skinny syrup. I want you to try and take if you want it. Okay. I don't like it. It's okay. unicorn. It's unicorn. Oh, somewhere. I remember you talking about that one. I don't like it as much, but I'll have you try it. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Off topic. <clears throat> Coming back. If you want to know how to get a hold of us, it is in the show notes. We will also go over that. I feel like I have something in my throat. <coughs> At the end of the show. Probably cheese. Probably. I just ate dinner. At the end of the show, and we're just glad you're here with us for another episode. We've had great, like, um, consistent listeners' views. For well, let me past, see if we got any feedback, too, while you're talking. For the past, like, literally like, the past 10 episodes have been, like, the same, which is good and bad sometimes, because obviously we want more listeners, but, <laughs> That's but it's good, because we're, we're, we're happy that you guys are coming back. Yes. Um, yeah. And keeping up. And keeping up, yeah. Because usually it's like we get like 70 downloads at one time, and it's because you are picking up. up. <laughs> they, yeah, but it's okay. We love, we love you anyway. That's right. We so. do. We do. We understand because I have a bunch of podcasts that I am not keeping up on. I know. It's just so hard. I always forget. I usually listen to a podcast in the morning while I'm getting ready, and sometimes I just forget. Or like my podcasts that I listen to are like over an hour long, and so like... Sometimes I don't get through one, and then I forget that I didn't get through it, and then I go to another one, and then I go back. It's just a mess. Speaking of episodes, we did get a comment from Julie. Hi, oh, Julie. Julie. She's working her way up to episode 61. She just started 57 as of the time oh, of the comment. Okay. Yeah. So she's not too terribly far behind, but yeah. I told her, I'm like, you need to pick it up. we got to do something for our 100th episode. I mean, we have, like, lots of episodes until then, but we have to actually we should do plan something. It. Yes. Yeah, actually do something. Hey, if you guys have any ideas of something we can do... Yeah, we'll, we'll probably st- go look at some other podcasts and see what they did for their hundred. That they did anything, right? Yeah, maybe they can give us some ideas. We have sixty episodes of it. It's like people have listened to us for sixty episodes. We should have That's a cake like 60 made. Sixty hours. Yeah, we should have a cake made, like charm cake. Yeah, the little mini one. One hundred. Oh, even like a cupcake or something. Oh yeah, something. Oh, yeah. Okay. You think they'll make just one cupcake? Well, we can just go get like a birthday cupcake. They have those big ones. Yeah, and put a different topper on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, a sparkler. It's very rainy. It's been very rainy the last few days. Yeah, it's like every, well, except for Saturday, which was yesterday. It seems like, I think I heard that it rained like the past week straight, at least once every day. It is like Florida here right now. It is. It's so bizarre because it will rain like, sometimes it will rain for like 10 minutes a day. Like just now. It's always in the afternoon or early evening and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. It's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of rain, which is good and bad at the same time. Corey's probably going so crazy because this is like grass fire season usually, and they haven't had like any grass fires. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. I mean, not for Corey. Not for Corey or anybody that. else who goes stir crazy, but right. for the, the grass appreciates not being caught on fire by that cigarette that just got flicked out the no. window. And did I tell you that a little boy got um, ran? Not over. Like a yeah, yeah, you told me. Yeah. At my house. That's crazy. Um, it was it last week, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like we live off of a pretty busy street, but like where we live, the street we live on isn't super busy, but the connecting street is. And we have kids that like ride their bikes and stuff around. And there's a stop sign and then like a hill that goes down, like not very far from our house. And this little boy got hit the other day by a car and like <clears throat> it was like a little trike and like slid across the road. And Corey and Eli were out there and they went to like help him or whatever. And he was fine. He just had some bumps and bruises, but they took him to the hospital and everything was fine. But I'm like hoping Eli learns his lesson from that. Like, do not, you Don't know, go anywhere near that street. Right. It's just scary. Because it makes you want to like put a, put like an electric collar on them and then put the fence around because you're like, no. Which, <laughs> yeah, I recognize it's inhumane and all that. But at the same time, it's inhumane. Do I want to get a DCF called on me or do I want my to be over by a car? Let's see here. Let's weigh the options. <laughs> How have you been? You know what? Um, it's been pretty good. So I, as I told everybody last week, we got a Blackstone. Um, problem is it was supposed to be for our anniversary and my husband won't let me touch it. He has decided that it is his. So it's not his. I decided that he can buy me another gift. Yeah. And it's got to be the equivalent of the Blackstone. So yeah. it has to be at least $300. Okay. Oh, but if we also include accessories, we'll bump it up to four. Okay. So what'd you ask for? What was your $400 gift? I have no be? idea. You know, what? I really do need a laptop. There we go. Because he's basically taken over my space. And so we have a room that is my, well, it's, it was our, it was my office was going to be Levi's homeschooling room. Yeah. But then Eddie decided the room he was in was too hot, which I'll give him that. Is it that has a little no, sound room or whatever that was. Like yeah, it has no AC and it has no heat. But I did tell him to put in a window unit, and also he had a space heater in there, which I know also, is can be dangerous, but it was a really nice one. It wasn't wasn't gonna fall over. Um, it wasn't good enough. So he moved into my office right now is what it is, and I got put in the corner, which was fine, no big deal. Uh, problem is he's encroaching on my corner and now I just feel like I'm always in the way. Like I bump his computer table cause he got, I bought him this huge desk Yeah. because he needs three screens, mm -hmm. all this crud. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I'm in the way. And he brought all of his, um, religious, like faith based books that he studies and reads in because there's a bookshelf, a built in bookshelf above a bench mm -hmm. in that room. It's really cute. Really mm -hmm. cute little room. Uh, which is why it was going to be the homeschooling room. Yeah. But he put all of his books in there and now it's like, I, all I have is literally my desk and then he'll pile his sweaters on my chair or I'll find notebooks of his on my desk. And I'm like, you know, I just feel like I'm in the way. So I do need a laptop so that I can get the heck out of the way. You can make, you should make like a little office area, like downstairs somewhere, just like your desk, your, you know, yeah, second or corner somewhere. Okay. I don't know where. Probably in the front room. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like maybe that green table is down there. Oh yeah, where the green table is, and you can have like the nice construction site as your view. You know? Yeah, <laughs> the construction house. Yeah, let's put it on the screen and porch. There we go. Um, It'll be freezing in the winter and sweaty in the summer, but it's worth it, right? Just have my own space. Yeah, because I literally have no space. It's mine. The room. That I have my craft table in, which is wonderful. Thank you, Mom, for the craft table. It works wonders when I'm wrapping gifts. Mm -hmm. Is where his office was. Okay. But he has so much crap in there. Like, there's just... Like, he hasn't just... cleaned it out from when he was in there, right? Well, not only that, like, all his collectibles. So, all That's these things... That, stand collectibles. All the things that he's collected that people have collected for him. I think he did move his comic books out because of the humidity. Because, you know, it's a big of deal. Of course, right? Um, 
but he sells all that in there. All those stinking cords he has from various electronic things. I hate the cords. That's we a guy have thing. so many of That's them. That's a guy thing. The it. different chargers. Like, this yeah, goes to nothing. And he's like, I probably have a use for this. He, I don't, in the 12 years we've been married, I have, he has never found a use for any of those cords in there. The only thing he's ever found a use for is the Samsung charger cords because they're just regular USB cords. Mm-hmm. And then they probably connect to his headphones, right? Yeah. To charge. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got the little outlet, the little plug thing. So they work great for everything, but that's the only one. And we've got six of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's enough. Let's get rid of all these that we've never used ever. Is Eddie a box keeper? Like when he gets like a piece of technology, like when he headphones or does he keep the box yep. forever? So yep. it's Corey. He's like, well, when we move, I'm like, we're not moving ever again. And he says it too. But you know what ends up happening? You know, because you've helped us move. Yes. It's an empty box. When we yes. move. Because it ends up in a tote altogether, which is, you know, it's wrapped up. It's well, nice. Well, if I ever want to sell it. It's headphones, dude. Like, I understand keeping, like, a PlayStation box, a laptop box, maybe. Like, not, not like, yeah. phone boxes, headphones boxes, like, keyboard boxes. Like, I'm just like, they're what? pointless. They are pointless. And I know that we're going to move again, but when we do, I told Eddie, I was like, I am not packing this entire house and unpacking this entire house again. Right. We will start months in advance. Right. And we will declutter and we will throw a lot of stuff away. And then we'll start. Right. That's kind of what you gotta do. And I'm like, we are not doing this. Uh, Eddie needs a bunch of like floating shelves for all his collectibles. Well, I tried to get him to do that in the office, but yeah. he was like, well, I don't want to do that because you're in here. And so I'm like, that's why I'm saying if I get a laptop, I will leave. <laughs> I don't want to be in there space. Right. because I run into his computer every time I walk in there. Cause I have like a foot, two feet at the most to walk through between my desk and his now. And I'm like, this is not working out for me. Right. And like, you I don't just put a bunch of shelves in that closet thing then and keep all of his like collectibles that are already in there and there are some shelves. You would think. I mean, I'm sure you guys would No, they're just sitting up in what is supposed to be my space, but I don't have a space. So maybe I'll just go in the basement and get an inflatable hot tub and be like, this is my space. <laughs> right here. Oh, yeah. little desk. <laughs> I got right. just a little desk on the side. Yeah, your, your basement's very like clean and like dry for a old house mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's been sealed and everything and it has really nice um shelving units in mm-hmm. it that somebody put in there's some cedar closets okay. and stuff in it i mean we filled them with things mm-hmm. but um they're really nice to have things put in yeah sure and as long as you have an inflatable hot tub you can always deflate it yeah boom good to go mm-hmm. and anyway so also i'm i'm having a struggle because i bought curriculum for levi for preschool just some things that he can work on starting next year. Yeah. Well, I have to print it all off because you just get the curriculum yeah. and then you have to print it. Yeah. And I'm like, my printer is, it sucks. Yeah. It is terrible. And so do you, you probably don't, if anybody on here knows, does anybody know anything about the eco Epson eco print? I've seen it at Sam's Club. Okay. I'm you know sure. as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just the little bottles yeah. instead of, the cartridges and it's supposed to print a whole lot and it's supposed to last a long time Mm -hmm. because right now I have cartridges that dry up yeah because I don't use it enough yeah and I know when it's homeschooling gets in a full swing Mm -hmm. I will use it but that's also why I'm like I need something that prints a lot quickly so I don't know if anybody knows anything or maybe there's even a better printer that's similar to that Mm -hmm. yeah 
I'm going to need that here pretty soon. I really don't need it right now, but I was going to start because I know how my printer is. Mm -hmm. It was going to take me five years to get it done. So right. I need to start now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then right before I left, I had to add this Levi. Finally, when I was leaving, I kissed him on the head and I said, I love you. And he said, I love you. Aww. And then he kept saying it. And he wouldn't stop. Aww. And I was like, do I really want to leave? Right. He's telling me he loves me. He's like, I love you, mommy. Aww. Blowing me kisses. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That's sweet. So Levi has been able to say, I love you. Uh -huh. Levi is just stubborn. Oh, yeah. And he Good. did not want to say it. I know. And I know. so I would say it. We made a joke about it. You know, I tickle him and stuff. But now he's finally said it. Aww. He said it like six times tonight. So yeah, that's so sweet. I love when they start to say that. Yes. It's the best. So how's it going for you? It's going. Um, our teachers report tomorrow. So we'll be in full swing PD when that happens. Um, just We had our new teacher academy this last week. So all of our new teachers of the district came in and not for their PD. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We went to the Johnson County Fair yesterday. Oh, we were going to go do that. Yeah, it was so hot. Wasn't we went to a diaper shower on um, during the day for mm -hmm. a guy that Corey knows, and then um, we went there, and it was so freaking hot. I was like, but you like, I tried some rides, and he loved it. And we haven't done any fairs this year. This, that's the only one we've been to. We were there for like two, maybe probably three hours. And it was so hot, but they got a bunch of animals. And, you know, it's kind of nice because I feel like it's more contained than, like, the Why Not Lower County Fairs because it's smaller because it's in Dutch County. It's, right. You know, not quite as much 4-H. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had, like, the vegetables and the quilts mm -hmm. and all the rockets and stuff, which I never actually looked at at the Why Not County Fair because I never knew where to find it. True. But that's like, the first thing we saw. They had, like, a Blackhawk helicopter there which was really cool and like army vehicles that Eli loved. Oh Levi would have loved that. Um yeah and we have to see the fire truck of course because of course. Um yeah. So we did that yesterday and then today and they led a song at church for the first time with my surgery. It was fine. It went well. I heard you. Yeah. Um that's pretty much it. And it was not an easy song. No, it was very vocally Vaccine. It is one of those. Yeah. But it went fine, I thought. I mean, I'm it's a clear though. Levi was jamming out to leave on the couch. Like he was listening. So I guess if we're excited to see you and Ryan. Mm -hmm. And then as you're singing, he's going <laughs> and just bobbing his head back and forth. Oh, while he's listening. <laughs> I was like, this isn't a headbanging song, Levi. You don't have to headbang. So. It has a good beat though. So I can, I can he was sing. following the beat and then when I told him that he just started shaking. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um Took a two-hour nap today. It was so nice. That sounds refreshing. Eli was like taking a nap. Eli fell asleep in the car with a quesadilla in his hand. That was cute. And then he woke up and did not want to go to sleep. That's why you try to keep him awake. I know, but he never ever like actually fully went to sleep besides like when I sent you that picture. Mm -hmm. And it took forever to go to sleep. So he was like, I want to snuggle and sleep in your room. So I was like, you know what? I don't care as long as you go to sleep. Then like I was like halfway asleep and he was sitting there and he's like, he like gets out of bed. I'm like, where are you going? I'm going to lay in my room. And he went there and went to sleep. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm like that works for me. I guess. Go for it, buddy. Um, but no, that's pretty much it. It's weird right now. Not getting like my classroom ready, yeah. but um, that gets even weird for me because I always would go and help you. I know, you really do. Like, like what am I do now? I know. That's it. Um Eli's staying with 
Oh yeah, I gotta talk about Eli's last day at daycare. Eli's last day at daycare was Friday and oh. I was a freaking mess. I was like fine until Thursday. And I was sitting there talking to a couple of my coworkers and I was like, I was like, I gotta go to Dylan's and like get a plant for Miss Sarah and like a card and a gift card for like his gift, you know, to her. And this is last day, and one of my coworkers was like, oh my gosh, are you gonna cry? And I was like, no, I'll be fine. And then I like am in the car on the way to Dylan's, and I'm like, like having a hard time. And I was like, whatever, just stop, you know, you're fine. So I got this little thing, it's little plan. I put his little handprint. Oh, I came home and I was like, I was sitting in the driveway, like crying to myself because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And then Corey pulls up with Eli and I'm like trying to act like I'm not crying. And I walk in and I was like, Corey, I need a hug. And so he gave me a hug and I was like, <laughs> and was like so what is wrong with you? And I was like, it's Eli's last day of daycare tomorrow. He's like, actually, he's still going to be going to daycare five times a week after preschool. And I didn't take care. I was like, you're right, but it's not the same. And so I'm and Eli's like, Mom, are you crying? And I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, Okay, come here, I'll give you a kiss. And like, he gave me a kiss. And he's like, It's okay, Mom, it's okay. And he's like, patting my back. And I'm like, putting it together. And so, like, I'm doing his handprint and I'm like, bawling still. And he's like, Mom, are you okay? And I'm like, No, I'm not okay. Anyway, so we took his little gift with Sarah. And Sarah was like, trying not to cry. And I was like, Okay, cool. Didn't cry at drop off. Then I went to pick him up. I was like, he was like under, he was unwrapping. Sarah got him a gift. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And I'm like sitting here trying not to cry. And she's like, I've been trying not to cry all day. And then I was like, <laughs> and then she was like, okay, give me a big hug. And she gave him a big hug. And I took a picture of him. And then I was like, and then we both started crying. And she gave me a big hug. And I was like, and um, her daughter is over here crying. And <laughs> we're all crying. And I like cried all the way home. And then I get home and Eli's postcard yeah. from his teacher is here. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. It's cool. Like, I'm like, like, it was like a heartfelt cry. Like, oh, he's got a teacher that sent him a, like, I did that when I was in yeah. kindergarten. And like, when I taught, I would always send my kids postcards whenever I could. So I'm like, oh. And I think part of it was like, I'm not going to be able to do this this year to my kids because I'm not going to have a class, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, not hopefully. Like, I don't care if I have a class, but anyway, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, and he's going to preschool. And so I was, like, trying to redo him. He's still, I don't think he still understands that he's not going back to Miss Sarah's because we went and got, he loves to eat muffins in the morning from all mm-hmm. day. So we went and got some muffins from all day because we've been out for a few days. And he's like, oh, yeah, we got muffins so I can eat them on the way to Miss Sarah's. And I was like, you're not going to Miss Sarah's anymore, Eli. Why? You're, no, you don't go there anymore. Remember, you're gonna go to school. So I think that's gonna just be. It's weird gonna for be him. tough. For I mean, hopefully, it's an easy transition for him. Yeah. Because I know some kids, it's it's really hard. Yeah, and he did okay. He cried like the first few days going from mm-hmm. Alicia's to Sarah's, and I'm sure he'll probably cry going to school. But the first few days, but he'll. We try to keep things routine, so I'm hoping that he'll be okay. Um, I think he just gets nervous around new people, like all kids do. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. um, but we get to go see her. Like we get, they have like a back to school night on the seventeenth, so we'll do that. And like, uh, there's like a parent meeting that he can't go to on the tenth. But um, like their little school supply list is so cute. It's like paper cups, a picture of uh, the student, a picture of the family, like so that they can, if they get sad, you know, <laughs> yeah. look at it. And, That's cute. Um, 
And I got him a cute little lunchbox. It's like a little bento dinosaur like bento box. It's so cute, guys. I he hope that, will be so happy with that. I hope that he think a little music. Like I don't know what they're like. They expect you to take a lunch, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, if they didn't tell you, it's fine. Well, we gotta go to this parrot meeting on the 10th, so true. True. we might get a bunch of information. Like he has to use that green bag every day. That's his like backpack. Oh, we can't have a backpack? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. That's all. That's like a little it's grocery like a, bag almost. I know. Like the fabric grocery I know. bag. Okay. I, know. I do remember seeing uh, Gabe, Gabe with it. Yeah. So okay. I think like when I like, get older, like you're ready for backpacks, but he's gonna that over that. That's cute. Yeah. All right. So what do you have for go off this week? So my go off this week, I don't know. A couple of things I have today. I feel like we've already talked about and maybe it's because I've just been mad about it before and we just didn't talk about it. But anyway, it's the personal shoppers at grocery stores, like for pickup. Okay. So I'm okay if you're moving along and doing your job and you're boom, boom, in and out and getting what you need, right? Those are the pros. The pros I'm okay with. Pros. But the ones, so today what happened was, and it happened, I went to two different stores at two very different times of the day. Mm-hmm. And the first store, the person put the cart in one aisle and walked to a completely different aisle to get something. And he left his cart in front of the, the thing I was getting. Nice. So I was looking and he left. I'm thinking maybe he went on break. That's right. my thought. So I just moved it uh-huh. maybe a foot so I could get what I needed. Yeah. And he came back, you're not supposed to touch that. And I'm like, you're not supposed to leave it. Right. And I grabbed my thing, threw it in the cart and left. And he was basically cussing me out as I walked away. That's so ridiculous. And it's not just that. It's like, if you, especially if you go to Walmart, uh-huh. there's so many of those carts. You are dodging them through each aisle. I know. And I'm so bad because I order pick up all the time. <laughs> Ashley is the culprit. I am the culprit of this. But... but then when I went to Dylan's, it was the same thing. And this was just me trying to get into the store because mm-hmm. I parked on the side of Dylan's, which is yeah. a pickup site. Yeah. Because Adam and Julie were there. Shout out to Julie. So mm-hmm. I went and said, hi. Well, when I was going in, this guy, older gentleman was coming out with one of his carts and I stopped for him. No big deal. But as I went by him, Levi was going, hi, bye to everybody. Because mm-hmm. my kid's super social. Not really. But this is today he was. Yeah. And the guy was like, people and their children. And I'm like, okay. But when I go in, again, I have the same issue. Mm-hmm. I am dodging personal shoppers the entire way. Mm-hmm. One of the ladies ran her cart into my cart. Okay. And then looked at me like I did it right. because we were going, I don't know, I guess, I think I was coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was coming around the corner and she was coming around the other corner. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Okay. It's fine. I'm not mad. Right. Why are you so upset? I'm sorry you hate your job, right? but I, I do not like the pickup carts. Maybe I have more of a thing with the carts than the shoppers. I don't know, but. Right. Well, it's only above. I am, um, like I said, order pickup pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. I've been going to pick out my groceries lately because they like to get produce and I just feel like they just grab whatever and throw it in. Like they don't check exactly. it. They don't, whatever, which I get. They got a lot of stuff to do, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, so I uh, ordered pickup one day and I was at my dad's house and I ordered it to pick up at like four o'clock or five o'clock on Sunday or something. Mm-hmm. And they don't close till like eight or nine. So that's like their last pickup time. Anyway, so it was like five o five. I think I needed to pick it up between four and five. That's what the deal was. And I was at my dad's house and I just kind of forgot that I had to go pick it up. And it was like five o five. And the guy called and was like, I'm just wondering if you're to pick up groceries. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm on my way. I'm just running a corner. I lost your time. Yeah, because you were supposed to come pick it up between 4 and 5, but it's now 5 or 5, and you haven't picked it up yet. And there's other people that have to pick up when you're trying to pick up. So you need to, and he just, like, kept going on, and I was like, all right, well, I'm on my way. And he was like, okay, yeah, I'm just seeing where you're at because you were supposed to. And he said it all again, and I was like, I'm on my way. Chill. So oh sorry. My, my apologies. So is this Walmart or? This is Dylan's. Okay. I don't know. I mean, still either way. And you're literally right around the corner. But. I was like, I'm so sorry. This is not purposeful. He just kept going on. I was like, I said I was on my way. Bye. Good lord, these people. My go-off kind of, that was not my go-off. That was just a story. No, but it goes with it. Yeah, <laughs> my go-off goes with your go-off because when I was at Aldi today, I think they got their truck in late, which I get. It happens, yeah. But they, like, have these huge, like... They're pallets. Yeah, like a pallet mover. And forklifts, yep. That they drive around and electric they stop things. Mm-hmm. Oh, electric pallet jacks, my bad. Wrong yeah, words. Get it right, please. Got it, it now. It informs where the story. Yes, it is. Um, and they, like, take up the whole aisle. Yeah, they do. And so there's, like, three of them driving around trying to stop things, and I get it. But my my thought here is, like, the shelves are not empty. Like, it's not like they were missing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I understand they have to get it out. This is, like, prime time. 12 o'clock on a Sunday, people are just Oh, yeah, that's a big time. They have one lane open. Oh, no. There is literally, when I got in line, 12 people in line. Okay. And they're still stocking shelves. And they're still stocking shelves. And, like, I can't go through any aisle because there's the longest line for the checkup in the aisle of shame. You gotta be able to go through there. I know. And then I can't get around the produce because she's over here and then she's over here and then she's over here and then she's over here. And I'm like, about to lose my mind. And Eli's like, I want cheese puffs! I want cheese puffs! <laughs> Which that helps the whole right, thing. I know. I'm like, I have another go off actually. I'm gonna share with that for this. It's, it's very short. Um, anyway, so I'm just like, I get that you have stuff the shelves, but like maybe not 12 o'clock on a Sunday, unless you see something is out, then you go back and you get it and you put them on the shelf. At least open another lane. Right. And open another lane. And don't hear your power jack around. <laughs> just don't shock the shelves. Just get it on there some other way. Just kidding, okay. But really. Anyway, so we were at the fair yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eli's having a meltdown because he needs a nap. He didn't have really have a nap. Mm, and we yeah, were hot and he didn't want to leave the right area even though we gave him several like prompts like okay this is your you have this right and one more right okay this is your last ride you know and he was like i want to do this i want to do this i want to go to the ducks i want to do this i want to you know like he just didn't want to leave like a normal toddler okay okay oh, typical he's throwing a fit because he hasn't slept and we're like trying to get him to stop throwing a fit and he's kicking and he's screaming and he's crying and all the things you know and we're walking out and this lady stops us and is like you know like one of those solicitors Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I got $5,000 in free windows I'm handing out. You guys want to? And I'm like, right now is not a great time for us. Thanks. Like, you see us over here with a toddler that's throwing a fit, and you feel the need to stop us. And do you, don't you hate that they're always right where you leave and come in? Always. They are always. It doesn't matter what fair you go to. Those people are always in the same spots, and they will attack you as you come in or leave. I'm just like, you see both of us right now trying to handle this toddler. And you're going to come up to us and try to get us to fill out a form? Not a great time, lady. Not a great time. Are you kidding me? I'm like, some people just don't get it. Social cues. Social cues, guys. <laughs> Social cues. I literally just looked at her and I was like, not a great time. Thanks. Be aware of your surroundings. Like, I'm wow. Already, I'm hot. So, you know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I get grouchy when I'm hot. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be rude, but. Hot or hungry. 
my for real, <laughs> my toddler is throwing a fit and people are staring at me at this point because my toddler is throwing a fit because he doesn't want to leave. Not like any other toddler wouldn't do this, right? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have three other moms going out and doing the same thing. I know. And he's throwing a fit now because we were going to get a slushie, but he wouldn't stop throwing a fit. So we walked away from the slushie. So then it's like fit on top of a fit. Right. I mean, natural consequences. And she just thought it was the best time. <laughs> she just was like, all right, they're vulnerable. Here's my opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's our opportunity to get your head bit off right there. Let's make it off. So grocery store etiquette and social cues. Mm-hmm. Man. All right, Ashley. So what do you have for our celebrity this week? All right, so... I know. It's painful. <laughs> I was a Lizzo fan before this, and now I'm like, I just don't feel Did right. you hear the was in there? <laughs> I was a Lizzo fan. Okay, so the story on the block is Lizzo is being accused of a sexual harassment and hostile work environment and has, like, three people filing lawsuits, and they're, like, her backup dancers. Mm-hmm. Oh, religious and racial harassment also. Um, she So, allegedly... These three dancers have come out and together. And they're former dancers. Yeah, former dancers. Um, They have names, but I don't think that really means anything. Do you guys know? (laughs) Obviously, they have names. Right. (laughs) Um, So these people, um, they performed at festivals with her from September of 2021 through April of 2022 uh, during a special tour that they went on um, in Europe, or Aiden went on a performance in Europe in 2023. Um, So this is what for her and her. Um, her production and dance, like, head person. Okay? Okay. So her name is Shirlene Quigley, and they're both defendants in the lawsuit. Okay. So they just claim that Lizzo, and you guys all know that she is, like, like a body-positive influencer and Mm -hmm. all these things, right? So... the I guess the first thing that happens is she brought up one of the dancers' weight gain during like a rehearsal or something. Wow. Um, and then she was like, we rated for it and fired um, because she couldn't go to a meeting because she had like a health issue, like an eye issue. And so they fired her for that. And then I guess like the captain of Lizzo's dance team, who was that Quigley girl, um, she's like trying to convert them to a certain religion and like talking about like their behavior and chastising people for like premarital sex and like what they believe and everything. But she, like, is super inappropriate, like, when they find the parties and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's really bizarre. That is very confusing. So then, I guess, um, like, that quickly girl, like, made a lot of sexually inappropriate comments and behaviors. Like, talking about just different things that I'm not going to go into on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and sexual fantasies and stuff, which is really weird. And then, I guess, they went to a strip club with Lizzo and that Quigley girl. And I guess that um, she, that uh, that Quigley girl was, like, um, encouraging or, like, making those other people, like, those other girls touch each other in the strip club. Oh. How, how do you make them? Or, like, like telling them to do Pressuring it. Them, Yeah, pressuring right. them, right? Um, so, yeah, just weird behavior and, like harassment and just some weird things going on um 
in the Lizzo world right now. So we'll see how that goes. We'll keep it. If there's a big case, we'll definitely keep up with it. But. Well, something else that I've heard about this whole thing is that there have been other people who are not named in the lawsuit yeah. because they're not suing her, but they have come forward yeah. and said sure. that Lizzo is hostile. Yeah. And very hard to work with. So she's like a narcissist or something. Yeah. There's been a lot of things going on. Just really hard to take in when you're somebody who's, you know, you look to somebody like, that was weird. You look to somebody like, they, they're so positive. No. But maybe her ego is just a little bigger than her positivity in this. And now I like look back at some of the TikToks I've seen and I'm like, you get the narcissist in it. Don't yeah. You, I'm you like, see the egomaniac. Mm, yeah. So. And I thought it was funny because I thought something was being funny, but I don't know. Like, maybe she was being serious on the TikToks. Right. Like, you know that one that she's like correcting people for doing that little dance? She's like, in a minute. Oh, yeah. Like, in a minute. And she's like sitting there doing like the dance or whatever. And she's like basically saying people are doing it wrong. And I was like, now I'm like, oh, hmm. <laughs> she's really just being narcissistic. Yeah, so I guess we'll keep everybody updated on it Yeah, once we find something else out. Alright, so for our episode this week, it's going to be more of a serious topic. I don't think it'll be too serious. Not super serious. I'm not going to cry or anything. Maybe. No. I don't know, you never know nowadays. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, many of you know us in person, but if you don't know us in real life, I mean, and I both struggled with infertility before we had our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a very important part of like, you know, our life and our faith, like, you know, testimony kind of, right. I feel like, um, and so we're going to share our infertility stories with you guys today. And if you guys have any questions or like, maybe you guys are going through it also and you yeah. want information or just want to rant or. And we also just we also just want to put it out there so that people feel confident that they yeah. can also have these journeys and yeah. have a, a happy outcome. Yeah, sure. So I mean, I know a lot of people who are going through infertility, yeah. and I mean, just so many different ways. Yeah, it's like just even wild. you and I, we yeah. have very different journeys. Yeah, it's just also crazy like how prevalent infertility is right now, and I think that like back in the day when infertility wasn't such like a widely spoken about thing, like people may have been like really isolated, and mm-hmm. so just. Hopefully this doesn't make you feel as isolated. I know we talk about our kids a lot. And I know that can be really triggering for some people because I went through the same thing when I yep, listened to podcast. Me too. Um, so hopefully this is kind of just like a bridge to... We try not to do too much, especially with the pregnancy journey. Yeah. yeah. Because we understand that, that can be very difficult sure, for people. Sure. But, um, you know, we hope that people like to... We try not to talk about our kids too awful much because, I mean... We, we do enough of that, yeah. you know, outside of this. Yeah. That's not what this podcast is about. Yeah. This is not a mommy's podcast. Yeah. Even but. though we are both mommies. But, so I'll go ahead and start this one. Um, so, my journey started when I turned 30. Um, some people might be surprised to hear that, that know me. But that's how it, I didn't have Levi until I was 36. And I was almost 37. <laughs> yeah. When I actually, when he actually came into the world. But, um, when it started... I have to be honest at the time I was, it was the thinnest I'd ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very thin. The PCOS was pretty much obliterated mm-hmm. and I wish I would have stayed that way, but that didn't work out. But, um, I had been diagnosed with PCOS when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, they did nothing for it because there's really not a whole lot other than birth control, not a whole lot they can do. Right. So they just tell you to watch your sugar intake yeah. because of the insulin resistance that comes with it. And they give you birth control. And as a 15 year old who was going to be abstinent, abstinent until she got married, mm-hmm. birth control was very 
anxiety ridden for me. If like, I felt guilty. And I feel like back then too, like before PCOS to go buy no thing. Yeah. Like if you were on birth control, it's because you were sexually active. It's exactly. not because you were trying to regulate your hormones. Exactly. It's not because you had a, you know, a diagnosis. It was because you were sexually exactly. active. So right. And luckily my mom was at the doctor with me uh-huh. when they said it. Yeah. So she knew that yeah. the reason that I this is why I have yeah. the pills, right? Not because. Right. So, honestly, I took them faithfully for 15 years. Sure. Uh, found out at 30 that they weren't really necessary. Yeah. I didn't know why at the time because I, I didn't heavily get into it right away because uh-huh. Eddie and I decided that we were just going to try naturally uh-huh. to try and we were going to try different things. Yeah. So, we had a goal and this all comes back to me quitting work too. Uh-huh. So, we all, we had a goal and it was he had to make so much money for me to stop working and at that point, we were hoping the less amount of stress would help me conceive. So we tried all natural things, uh-huh. foods, um, different vitamins. Yeah, the, yeah, the vitamins, yeah. all that, all that stuff um, to try to help conceive. Plus, lessen the stress yeah. in my life. So it was even music, things like that. Yeah. And I will not tell anybody that those things don't work. Right. Because everybody's journey is 100% different. Mm-hmm. And one thing might work for somebody that does not work for somebody else. Absolutely. Right? So that's where I'm going with that. Um, three years into trying, I started to get very frustrated. But at this point, we had moved to Nowheresville, Missouri, <laughs> a.k.a. Reed Spring, Missouri. I was actually still going to my doctor in Kansas City, my OBGYN, because I absolutely loved her. I am still going She's to her. She's- delivered Eli. <laughs> yes. And yours delivered Levi. So it's okay. kind of a cute story, but anyway, um, and I was still going to her, but it felt pointless to try and like, she kept telling me what we could do. Yeah. And she wanted me to try something. Yeah. But she, obviously they don't push right. because that's not their job. Yeah. You have to be willing to go through, through sure. the steps. Sure. Um, so the losing weight didn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause that's originally when I was losing weight, it was because I was getting a divorce. Yeah. And if you've ever been through divorce, y'all know what I'm talking about. You basically shedding the male portion of your marriage. Literally. Figuratively. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so that didn't really work. So she was trying different natural and alternative methods uh-huh. without going into IVF uh-huh. or any of the infertility treatments like that. Um, we lived down there for three years and we fostered, we were fostering kids. Mm-hmm. We fostered, uh, a set in our home. Uh, we tried to adopt three different times, all failed adoptions. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the last foster, I was done. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't have maybe babies mm-hmm. and then nothing mm-hmm. again. So I did not ever miscarry. I cannot imagine mm-hmm. what men go through with that. But when I would lose these children, it was like losing a part of me. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not carrying these children, I know that the, all these kids needed a home. So, so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. <laughs> sort of. Anyway, so um, at the end of when I had to drop them off, uh-huh. when I was driving home, I was just dead inside. I was, I was crying, but I was hollow. Mm-hmm. I've never felt that hollow in my life. And of course I'm by myself because my husband's working. Yeah. Um, and I am dealing with this on my own as these boys are telling me they don't want to go because they really like mm-hmm. me. And I, I just, 
my heart was just gone. I just couldn't do it. Uh, but we were very, the reason we took them back was just, um, we had specific guidelines because our animals are our first family because mm -hmm. they were there first. So we told everybody if, if a child does not get along well with cats or dogs, we can't have them in our house. Well, one of the kids in here had actually killed a cat mm -hmm. and we just didn't, we didn't want our cat around them um, for fear that he would do something. And so after five days, I was like, he has to go. And not, it wasn't even because he did anything because we kept her away. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. But that all leads up to shortly thereafter, your mom passes away yeah. and I am down there and Corey calls me and I cannot help you. Yeah. I was still hollow from losing the kids mm -hmm. and not getting pregnant and sorry, I'm hitting apple juice over here <laughs> and, <laughs> and all this. And I just looked at Eddie. I'm like, we have to move back. Right. No sooner did we get back in town did I not go to my doctor mm -hmm. and start telling her that I, something has to change? Right. So she starts giving me options and she's like, let's wait six months, mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. And so she put me on progesterone yeah. first, uh, which is really not a big deal. It's yeah. probably not going to work for a lot of people. Some people it does. I was still highly least restrictive. Like, yes, you know, it just helps with the testosterone. Yeah. I was still having my monthly cycles. Mm -hmm. So we assumed that everything was okay and that this might work. Mm -hmm. We tried that. Didn't work. Mm -hmm. I go back six months later and I tell her it's not working. So we start doing blood tests. Find out I'm not dropping any eggs. Mm -hmm. I have them. Yeah. I have the eggs. They're just not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not ovulating yeah. at all. And she said, you've probably never been ovulating. Yeah. And I was like, so all this time I took that birth control when I was married and oops, mm -hmm. would take pregnancy tests. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter. Right. It was a waste of money. Right. So anyway, <laughs> how many wasted pregnancy tests, you know? Yeah. But anyway, um, then she said, after we did that, they, they were tracking my cycles mm -hmm. and they put me on letrozole, which is a breast cancer drug, but it was during a specific part of my cycle. And I'm trying to remember which one it's five days. Five to, it probably is like three through nine or five. Yeah. I can't remember exactly yeah. what, cause it just depended on how your cycle yeah. fell. Um, but it was five days and you had to take it every single day. Mm -hmm. And then you had to try to conceive and all the After, other things. On day, whatever. Yes. Yeah. For three days. Because mm -hmm. that's kind of the height of ovulation is like three days. Yeah. And then, so we would try. Well, that for me was all it took. Two, two months. Mm -hmm. Because it was, it was technically three months, but they had missed, they forgot to call me back mm -hmm. one month. Not great guys. Not great. Nice. Um, they forgot to call me. So I actually missed a month in between. Yeah. So Levi would have been here a month earlier than he already was. He was already a month early. He just came on the day he was supposed to come, I right. guess. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, by month three, I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, that infertility story is short compared to so many that I know. Mm -hmm. And that's all it took. But for me, like the journey, just to get to that point to say that I was ready to try this mm -hmm. because I was, I was telling myself by 40, if we didn't have a kid, we were done. Yeah. And I was almost 37 when I finally had Levi. Yeah. So the journey was almost done for me yeah. and it was scary. Yeah. I think that was the scariest part was thinking that I was never going to be a mom. Yeah. And then I had Levi and now it's like, everyone's like, Oh, are you done with one kid? Well, I don't want to be, but right. people don't understand how hard it is. Mm -hmm. Like the blood draws, mm -hmm. the pills, 
Oh, the pills. I had to take progesterone my entire pregnancy just to make sure that I held on to him yeah. because of the testosterone in my body. Mm-hmm. So that was my journey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my pregnancy journey was worse <laughs> because of gestational diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, which is finger pricking five times a day yeah. and ugh, yeah. crud. And then also all the pills I had to take, like I said, just to hold on to the baby. So if you're somebody who goes through this and gets pregnant, just remember it's not over once you get pregnant. I know. That's like the scariest thing. Like when you have the journey and then you're like, okay, this is the end. But they're like, okay, this is not the end. And even like 12 weeks, you're like, that's or whatever the viable, 20 weeks right. of viability. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's not over because what if, you know, like you're just scared the whole time. Oh, especially when and you you're have... scared the whole time when you're, if you didn't even go through fertility, but then it's like. Yeah, you're even scared. But when you have PCOS because of the testosterone running yeah. through your body and everything, now there's even an increased risk there. Yeah. Never mind the fact that I was a geriatric pregnancy. So I had all, you know, yeah, I had all these other stupid things. But anyway, that was, it was, it was definitely scary. Right. And you have to try to keep your stress down while you're scared. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. My infertility story is different than yours, obviously. Very um, different. Yeah. Similar but different. So, Corey and I have been together for like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we got married when we were, I was 21, he was 23 or 24. And we wanted to like wait a year because I was in my first year of teaching. You know, you had a lot going on that first year. Yeah, I bought a house, you know, for sure teaching, blah, blah, blah. So, I think I was 22 when I, when I, when we started our, our journey. Um, and then I had Eli when I was 25. Sorry, I just realized my computer is plugged in, but it's not plugged in. So oh no. <laughs> give me like five seconds. So plug it in, plug it in. Okay. So that way we won't go dead. Anyway, so I, um, I started, I, I got diagnosed with PCOS when I was like 17. Mm-hmm. Um, again, took birth control, regulate my cycles. Um, and then when I decided I want to have a baby, uh, we had been trying for about, probably, you know, I feel like we started in like April or May, mm-hmm. like um, in my first year. So it was a little bit over three years. Um, but anyway, so we've been trying and trying and trying and trying and trying with no luck. And I didn't have regular, I didn't have regular cycles. So I knew for sure I was not ovulating. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I was not ovulating. Anyway, so I finally went to my OB and she was like, you know, you have to try for six months, like documented, like mm-hmm. before I'll send you to a fertility clinic. And I was like, okay. So I tried for another six months. I was like, I've been trying for six months already. And she's like, okay, yeah, but it has to be documented. So I was like, okay. So we tried again, six more months. Finally, they sent me to a fertility clinic. I mm-hmm. went through KU Reproductive Medicine. I saw Dr. Lydic. And I was like, going to this appointment. Because she was like, they're going to tell you you need to lose weight, though. And I was like, okay, whatever. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So we went. And I was like, not looking forward to this. Because I was like, he's going to tell me. And she kept saying, there's not much he can do for you until you lose weight. There's not much he can do for you until you lose weight. There's not much he can do for you until you lose weight. I'm like, okay, I get, I need to lose weight. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I also have PCOS. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to come and tell me exactly what to eat at exactly what time and give me 17 medicines to regulate my hormones so I can lose weight fast, sure. But you're not going to do any of that. Mm-hmm. You're just going to sit here and tell me I need to lose weight. So it doesn't matter if I eat three cucumbers a day or if I eat seven Big Macs a day, I'm still going to weigh the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, 
Anyway, so I went to, I was like not excited to go to this. I was right. like, I was like emotional wreck. Like the day that we were going, Corey came with me and he just sat down. And he was like, all right, so tell me like your story. Like what's going on? And I was like, I told him and I was like, I know I need to lose weight. And I know you're probably going to tell me that I need to lose weight. But no, 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 And he goes, actually, no, I'm not going to tell you that. Because you have PCOS. The reason you're not having a baby is not because you're overweight. The reason you're not having a baby is because your body isn't doing what it needs to to have a baby. And I was like, thank you. I just was like, yes, because somebody finally listens. Because they don't. He said, well, losing weight help? Maybe. But it might not. It's like, your body is not doing something. Do I know what that is yet? No. But your body. That's what you're here for. It's not doing something. Out. So mm-hmm. we're going to figure that out. And so we did the blood test. And we figured out that I had high testosterone. And then I wasn't ovulating, right? I had enough eggs. I wasn't ovulating. I wasn't dropping an egg. I wasn't doing anything. My follicles weren't maturing enough for me to drop an egg. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we, Corey did a sperm analysis. His was fine. Everything was great. We knew that was going to happen, of course. Um, and so they're like, all right, well, we're going to start with progesterone. Did that for three cycles. All right. Now, <clears throat> we, then we went to letrozole. Just the letrozole. Mm-hmm. And I was... They, my follicles, my follicles were not maturing enough. Like they'd almost get there. They wanted to be like a, I think that's like 21 centimeters. Mm-hmm. So like I was taking all through some ways, this, through this. And then I'd have to go. Now we lived in Atchison at this time. Mm. Okay. So I just want to tell you that that's about a 60 minute drive. Yeah. There and back. Okay. So like I would take my whatever. My my letrozole, and then I'd have to go in on like cycle day seven or, or not nope, cycle yeah. day seven, but Do the blood test. Seven. No, not a blood test. A oh, that's right. Vaginal ultrasound, yeah. and then they'd say, "Okay, come back in two days, and we'll see if it's grown enough." And so I'd go home, and I had to do this before work. I was still teaching. This is what I was teaching. Go back. Okay, come back in two days. We'll see if it's. We're gonna give you this medicine like a mega dose. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, four or five which is all pills, and we'll Ooh. see if we can bump it up, bump it up, bump it up. And go back. All right, no, it's not going to go any bigger than this. We'll try again next cycle. So we did that for three cycles. And then we upped my all dose. We did that for three cycles. Then we upped my all dose. We did that for three cycles. The same thing. I was getting, like, two and three vaginal ultrasounds a week. So I had to leave my yeah. house at, like, 4.30 mm-hmm. or 5 or get up at 4.30 or 5, get ready, drive an hour there. Drive an hour back, teach all day for them to tell me that my cycles weren't, were, or my follicles were not like getting big enough to ovulate. So let me try Clomid. Oh my gosh. Clomid. Yeah, I've heard wonderful things I like had the worst time with Clomid. I had the worst hot splashes. I had the worst mood swings. It made me dizzy. I fell on the stairs three times oh. while I was on it because I would just like get super lightheaded and dizzy and just fall down the stairs. Same thing. They started out with a little dose. Went in this one, my follicles were getting big. They were just a hair, a hair too small. Mm-hmm. So we went up to. I think we did three different dosages. The last dose that we did, they were getting big enough to ovulate. Okay, so then we did timed intercourse. So like, okay, you would take your clomid on this day. I go get my ultrasound when it's it was big so enough. It's so fun to do timed intercourse. Okay, too. and let me just paint you a picture. Corey works twenty-four hour shifts. Yeah. So he would be at work on the day that we're supposed to have time intercourse, and he'd have to be like, hey, I'm going to work. Can we drive the fire truck home so I can get my PlayStation? Go in. (laughs) Did anybody ever find out? I don't know. Probably. He probably told them. Like, (laughs) and it was just a disaster. You know, like, 
the whole thing. So that wasn't working. So then we did Clomid and a trigger shot. Okay, so we would do the Clomid thing again with the ultrasounds, two or three ultrasounds a cycle. Then when I was finally about to ovulate, I have to get myself a shot. Then we have to do the timed intercourse again. We did that for about three or four cycles. This was a struggle because where I, well, first of all, the trigger shots alone are like $300. And then yeah. you have to pay like $500 in shipping or $50 in shipping. Okay. And you have to have your trigger shot on a certain day. So, it, and you have to have someone there to receive the, the medicine. I'm at work. I don't know how anyone can do this. Like, so, and it has to come from a specialty pharmacy. So one time FedEx lost my, oh my gosh, like one cycle. <laughs> so after I've done all of this and I'm waiting for my trigger shot to come because they order it like 72 hours in advance. So it just gets overnighted to you. Mm -hmm. FedEx lost my box. I... Then one cycle I had to do, like I did, I was doing Clomid and they had only enough for three days. And then I was supposed to go back to the pharmacy to get the other four days or however many days. And the pharmacy was out. What are you supposed to do? And I cussed, I like cussed out this pharmacist, not really cussed him out, but I was like, do you understand that I'm spending thousands of dollars on fertility medication right now? And if I cannot get this, it's going to ruin my whole entire cycle. Each of my ultrasounds are like 500 bucks. Are you going to come up with this 500 bucks? And he's like, actually, I don't know what you want me to do. I was like, I want you to look at your inventory and take inventory and have what I need. That's what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. I was like, you're going to tell me where I need to go to get this. So you need to call around and tell me. And so he did. He was like, you can go to CVS in Leavenworth and get it or whatever. And so I drove to CVS in Leavenworth at the last second. They closed at like 8 o'clock or whatever. I got there at like 7.50, got my medicine. I was so mad. And then I swear every time I went up to get my my medicine after that, he was the pharmacist. So he'd be like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just am like, it's just like so time sensitive. Very. Like, so time sensitive. And it's so frustrating when things are out of your control and you're like, I'm doing everything that I can mm -hmm. to have this baby and I'm spending all this money and that I don't have, that I don't have. Mm -hmm. and a little mess up like this from someone else is going to stop me from having this baby. Yep. So this is like two different cycles. So then like we did, I think we did like two more cycles. Cause like, I think that like I didn't get enough clomid that one cycle and then the next cycle, my trigger shot was late. And so it just the mess anyway. So I think I did the trigger shot for like five or six cycles. And then my doctor's like, we got to look into something else. Like, this is not working for you. And I was like, obviously. And he was like, I want you to come in and like, we're going to talk about it. So we went in and I was like, like, I got that message when I was like, and I think during PD and I went to, or no, that was like a Friday. And we went to Margarita's and my coworkers and I'm just sitting there and one of my coworkers was like, what's wrong? And I was just like, <sighs> and I was just like, I'm like on all these freaking fertility medicines and I'm like, it's not working. And I spent all this money. Oh, and I forgot in the middle of that, I was on my mom's medicine or I was on my mom's insurance. Oh yeah. Okay. And like their insurance is great for fertility coverage, right? Mm -hmm. Like the insurance she had because she worked for an insurance company, you know, mm -hmm. but she had the best coverage and caught it. It was like $20,000 per lifetime, like per baby, that it would cover. So, like, I didn't have to pay a dime for any of my medication. And then she just suddenly passed away. Yeah. And I didn't have insurance. And I was just going through so much. Of course, like, I think we need to take a break. So, we took, like, a six-month break. And then I was finally like, okay, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to do this. Like, let's do it. And then that's when all the trigger shot and clone and stuff. And then it didn't, you know, mm -hmm. and... 
then we're like figuring out how we're gonna pay for this because of course Corey's insurance covers zero percent of our right. infertility because it's your fault that you have PCOS and that you can't always me. right. So anyway, so I know that he's gonna tell me I need to have IVF. He's like, we can do IUI. There's about 15% chance it's going to work. Because usually IUI is for people that have low motility and smart semen. And mm -hmm. That's not your problem. Okay. Or we can do IVF. I'm like, okay. Give me a quote. How much is that going to cost? Well, $20,000. I'm like, we're living off of a firefighter and a teacher's salary. We don't have $20,000. I'm sorry. Like, and so I'm just like, he's like, we can do an HSG test. Like, as like a maybe thing but i just doubt that's good i like don't think the problem is a blockage i think the problem is you're just not ovulating mm -hmm. so i'm like well how much is it he said we would have to do an hsg test before we did IUI anyway so go get an hsg test done and that way it's done if you decide you guys want to do iui i always like a couple grand i don't really know how much really it is but yeah but a 15 percent chance i know i'm like okay well He's like, you're going to have to do it before you do any of the other options anyway. So just go get your HSG test done. And then when you guys decide what you guys want to do, you know, let me know. I'll be here. So our plan was we're going to get this HSG test, which is a thousand bucks out of our pocket. Right. Then we're just going to save up some money for IUI or IVF. And if we decide to do IUI, we do IUI. If we decide to do IVF, we do IVF. Or we just don't do anything. Right. So we get our HSG test done in July. It was like, um, beginning of July. Mm -hmm. And the lady was like, a lot of people get pregnant after they get these done, so maybe this will help you. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. at this point, you feel like there's no, right. there's no hope. The most painful thing I've ever gone through in my whole life. Mm -hmm. So now I'm looking back, like, maybe I didn't have a blockage, because why would it be so painful if I didn't? That's true. Right? I got an infection after that. A, uh, oh. UTI. I never, ever had UTI at all. The reason I got a UTI, though, is because I had, like, a cyst down there from where they inserted in Corey. We were doing stuff. I'm not going to lie. Right. Was up, and Corey's like, what is this? And he goes down there, and he's like, oh, my gosh. So there's a cyst down here. And so he pops it. Oh God, I can't believe you could see it. Like, that's just weird. It was just, like, on the – it was, like, right on the – I don't even – I can't even explain this because it's gross. So he pops it, and of course, it's, it's just way too EMI, but I got a, a UTI. Mm -hmm. So then I don't have a regular cycle. So I'm like, we're, we're trying to like figure out how we're going to save this money. I just had this test done. They were like, yeah, everything looks good. And I'm like, why the heck am I not having a baby? You know what I mean? Like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Why can't I ovulate? Like, what's going on? Like, this is so annoying. So a couple months go by. I'm like extremely tired. We kind of decided to push things off because I was starting school, lots of stress. Mm -hmm. School was starting again, lots of stress. I was finishing my master's degree. I got done in like December that year. So we were like, okay, maybe after this, you know? So I'm like extremely tired. And I was like, I didn't talk about anything because I was like the first couple weeks of school, I taught kindergarten. It's just always like, right, exactly. you know, um, Anyway, a couple months go by. It's now October. I'm going to Phoenix to graduate with my master's. I'm going to mm -hmm. walk. A couple of co-workers also were doing that. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, um, to take a pregnancy test just to be sure. And like a couple of days before that, Corey's like, you should probably take a pregnancy test. You've been acting kind of weird. And I was like, I've been acting weird. 
was stressed. It's fine. But I had been sleeping a lot. Like, I could not stay awake. But that like, was, yeah, that was my problem, too. I could not stay awake. And, like, I remember, like, being at, like, a bonfire with my friends. And, like, me, like, barely being able to stay awake. It was, like, 8.30. And they were, like, wow, you're a loser, actually. Like, what is wrong with you? I'm, like, loser. no, I just can't stay awake. Like, and I would wake up in the middle of the night and be awake for, like, three hours. And, like, I'm just so sleepy. Like, I come home from work and I make dinner and I just lay on the couch and sleep. And Corey's, like, what's wrong with you? But then he... I took part of the test. It was literally like as soon as the P went over that part of the test, it was positive. And I was like, this has got to be an old test. I'm going to take a new one. I took it right away positive. I was like, that's not right. There's no way. Took another one positive. And then I'm like bawling on the floor in the kitchen like, I don't think that's an heptopic pregnancy. It's for sure an heptopic pregnancy. Like I'm like, this is not, this is like, this is something's wrong. I called Shelby because I was like, mm-hmm. I got to call someone. I call Shelby. She's not answering. I call her again. She's not answering. I call her again. She's not answering. She's at work. I called Monty. I was like, you need to tell Shelby. Call me back right now. And so he calls me. She answers from her phone. She's in a patient's room. The patient is like non-responsive. So she's in the room. On She thinks like I'm dying at this point because I've called her seven times and Monty's like, you've got to call her. Yeah. Um, She's on, the, on, her, on her Apple Watch answering the phone and she's like got a nurse and another nurse and someone else in there. <laughs> And she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I think I'm pregnant. And she starts bawling. <laughs> she's like, I gotta call you back. And so she walks out of the room and calls me back. And she's like, okay, what's going on? And I was like, well, I, I FaceTimed her. And I was like, well, I took more pregnancy tests. And they're all positive. And she's like, well, then you're pregnant. And I was like, I don't think I am. And we're like going back and forth. like, <laughs> I get that so hard. Um, and so I messaged my fertility doctor. Like, I got a positive pregnancy test. I know I'm not really doing treatments right now. Do you want me to come in or what? They messaged me back at like seven o'clock and was like, Can you be here by eight? And I was like, Shelby, meet me at the clinic. So she met me there. They, uh, I just did a blood draw. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, I got all this stuff ready to tell Corey, you know, and like a little mug. I don't even know onesie, or I don't know what I did, but I did something. And he walks in and he, like, doesn't see it for like four minutes, of course. And then finally <laughs> turns around and he was like, Really? And I was like, I think so. And he's like, what do you mean you think so? And I was like, well, I wanted to think, you know. But the funny thing was, we were leaving for Phoenix that morning, and we were leaving at, like, 10.30, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to come in at, like, 8. So we had to be at the airport at, like, 9.30, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there. I think they maybe wanted me to come in at, like, 7.30, or they were like, come in whenever you can in the morning. Right. So I wake up, and I'm, like, busting up to get there. But I didn't want to tell Corey I was going to get a test. Oh, gosh, I'm not trying to time. But we're going we're gonna to stop it and restart it. Um <laughs> I didn't want to tell Corey that I was going to get this pregnancy test done because I didn't want to tell him that way. I mean, he's at work. So I told him that I had to go with Shelby to the doctor because she had like an abnormal pap or whatever. And she was nervous to go get another pap done. So she wanted me to go with her is what I told him. This is to be continued. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I told Corey that. And then I, he was like mad. He was like, we are going to miss our flight. Something is going to happen. You know, like you need to hurry up. Like she can do this by herself. Like, come on I'm like no I gotta go you know so then when I got back he was like so you didn't go with Shelby and I was like no I didn't go with Shelby I went to the fertility clinic crazy so we are on the airplane waiting for these results like for the blood test saying like do it through a portal you know and I'm like freaking out like I am like freaking out like checking that portal all the time well I bought the wi-fi on the airplane because I was like I'm not waiting until this thing lands for me to figure it out (laughs) so we're on the airplane and I get a notification that it's up I'm like Okay, we can do this. And I opened it up and she was like, You are very pregnant. 
you are about 12 weeks pregnant or nine weeks or whatever it was at the time. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you're definitely pregnant. So congratulations. We're going to have a, you're going to schedule an ultrasound. And so we went that Monday. I got back and I had a little ultrasound and a little bean in there. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like the whole time we were in Phoenix, I was like freaking out. Like, like, you know, like I had, I had a little spotting and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm losing the baby. Like for like literally my whole pregnancy, I was like, I'm gonna lose baby. It's oh yeah, lose baby. Lose yeah. Baby. So yeah, we, that's how it happened. Well, I know with like with mine, I was just tired, and then I had some severe heartburn. Yeah, and I just kept popping tums or whatever, mm-hmm. and went about my day, whatever, and then I missed my cycle, my first one. Mm-hmm. And basically, at this point in my life, I was just trained. To take a pregnancy test, mm-hmm. knowing that it's probably not going to be positive. Mm-hmm. So I would take it, leave it in the bathroom, and go do something else. Mm-hmm. I was telling Ashley this the other day. I literally was gone cleaning things for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I took that. I forgot. And then you're not supposed to look at it after 10 Like, you're not supposed to, like, after 10 minutes, it's invalid. So you're like. Right. So I go up there and look, and it's the clear blue, so it says pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, no, it's not. Right. I took two more, just like you. Mm-hmm. Two more. Every single one. And. The only way I told Eddie, because there was no way I could wait. He was literally six, 10 feet from me working. Uh-huh. He's working along where I just take the stick and put it in front of him. Uh-huh. He looks, he goes, are you serious? Is this yours? Yep. I didn't take someone else's pee stick. Right. <laughs> I remember we were at like a, get, you had like a little get together the weekend before that. And yes, Ricky the day and I were before. Like, test and we were like no i'm not taking a test we're like take it now yeah we had like all i had like all my friends over and i told them and they were like you need to take a test and i'm like no i'll just take it tomorrow it's fine and that's when i took it and i sent you guys all a message Uh with all three tests yes telling you guys that that i was pregnant yeah so i was so nervous to tell you you were i was pregnant uh because i just felt like like you know when someone's going through like i've been on the receiving end of that and you're excited for that person and you're not upset with them and no. you're not mad because you know what they've been through. But at the same time, it's like a little, you know, it like hurts a little you bit. know. And I just remember like I went over and I had dinner and I was about to go to band practice. Yeah. And I was like, I need to tell you something. You're like, okay. And I was like, I'm pregnant. And you were like, really? I was like, yeah. I showed you the ultrasound and you're like, you gotta tell Eddie. And then Eddie comes out and he's like, what? I know. I was like, I'm pregnant. And he was like, ha. And uh, he like didn't believe me, and I was like, "No, I really am." He's like, "Wait, really?" And I was like, "Yeah." Oh, okay, cool. How was yeah. it? He didn't care. Well, I know, like with mine, when I called the doctor, they said, "Okay, we'll come in. We'll do a transvaginal." Yeah. Well, they said, "How long? How far mm-hmm. along do you think you are?" And I was like, "This is my first period." Yeah. Since taking or something. Anyway, I knew I wasn't that far. Like four weeks. Yeah. So I go in there and have to do the transvaginal ultrasound, and he was. What really ticked me off about that though was this was like all during. COVID. Oh, yeah. And so they told me on the phone that I couldn't have anybody with me when I go into the ultrasound. Lo and behold, I find out now they have a sign because I reamed their butts. Mm-hmm. But I could have my husband go in there. Wow. He sat outside while I went in there to see our son for the first time. He never actually got to go to an ultrasound with me. Not even one. And he should have been at the first one. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad about that. And then all the high-risk pregnancy things that I was going through oh, month over month. Because I was old. <laughs> he could never go they and see me. They bingo because I had PCOS and my progesterone was always super low. Yeah. So well, I had the issue it, that you had. Yeah, it, it was both. It was yeah. twofold. Like, even if everything was fine because of my age, I would have had to go. Yeah. So it didn't matter. So, like, I was pregnant during COVID. Like, okay. COVID just started. Like, yeah. literally just started. Um, 
So, like, I developed preeclampsia, like, 30 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a couple hospital stays or whatever. And, like, my second hospital stay before I had Eli for just monitoring my blood pressure is when COVID had just started. And, mm-hmm. like, they weren't, like, wearing masks or anything yet. But it was, like, just come to the U.S., you know. Like, I had her. You okay? Okay. I had, like, a very bad, like, uh, respiratory infection going on. I probably had COVID, to be honest with you. I think I probably did have it at that time. I had oh, a terrible yeah. respiratory infection. Are you okay, Eli? He's fine. He's just giving me a look, and so I'm giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, like, all the schools shut down. I was super pregnant. Remember, I was, like, 35, 36 weeks pregnant when mm-hmm. school shut down. It was just very, very, very stressful. So then my pregnancy are just getting worse and worse and worse. So I delivered him at 37 weeks of the C-section, but that was literally when COVID, like, I had him on April 28th, so that was literally when COVID started. Mm-hmm. Like, two weeks before that. It was when, like, everybody started wearing masks and stuff. So, unfortunately, we didn't even know if Corey was able to come in in the hospital when I had yeah. like, like, if he had a temperature, if he had any symptoms, like, would not have been able to come in to the hospital. Yeah, they were so still doing temp checks. So scary. And, then, and no one was able to come see him at all. And that sucked. But at the same time, I'm like, it was kind of nice because then. But you know what really sucked was when I was, so, every, if you don't know my birth story, I'm not going into it, but, like, he came, yeah, he came really fast, mm-hmm. and in the middle of them, like, IVing me up and, and me having these contractions, like, he's almost there, his head is mm-hmm. crowning. They're giving me a COVID test at the same time. Because they don't want you to be around a baby. If you have well, that, and you have to put a mask on, mm-hmm. if you, whatever, if you have it or whatever, and they have to quarantine you, and I... And he's like, did it hurt like the COVID test? And I'm like, I don't even remember feeling it because there's there a whole lot more going on down here. <laughs> there's a whole lot more going on. Yeah. Um, COVID was a wild time, man. And then just the stress of, like, you don't want to get it. Like, well, and I had COVID while I was pregnant. Yeah, I remember that. And they were freaking out. Yeah, because it was in the rain. But my kid is huge now. Like, I'm, he's not abnormally huge. I'm not going to say that because I know there are kids that are bigger. But, you know, they always say that COVID... That was Ashley's phone. They say that uh, COVID babies are built different. I totally believe that. Well, my baby is just really small, but he might be, but he's built like a tank. Yeah. He would take on anything. Yeah. He's sensitive. My kid's sensitive too, but he thinks he can. They try to take on anything. Right. They are built different. Anyway. That was our infertility stories. Let's do our birth stories another day. (laughs) Not today. Two more stories, a whole other other situation. But if you're struggling with infertility, just know that there's a lot of avenues you can take before IVF and all the really super expensive stuff. Yeah, I feel like people just, like, people don't know about infertility automatically when you're like, I have to go through infertility treatments. They're like, oh, you did IVF? And I was like, no, there's a lot of different things to do before that. That there's Yeah, there's and a lot of And sometimes that's the only option for it some is. people, yeah, you know what I mean? So that, I mean, like, I don't know many people that have done that. Just and just know we are here with you. We understand. If you ever even just need an ear, you can comment or... Text us personally. If you know us personally, we will definitely talk you through it because I I know of a few people who listen to our podcast either have their own infertility stories that are happy endings or are still going through it. So, yeah.